Happy Tuesday, everybody. Stratton Mortgage here, season one, episode 12. Uh, as usual, start off with introductions. I'm Tom Christie. Bill Seach. Trey Reedy. Back from Mexico, Adam Baumline. <laughs> Looks a little messy. <laughs> Hola. Quite tan, my friend. <clears throat> Did they call you El Grande down there? <laughs> That's what they called me in uh, Cancun. Big boy. El Grande. Big <laughs> Barely even squeeze in those things. <laughs> right. so big. Yeah, they're all like Yugos. They're yeah, small. Toyota Tercels. Small Toyos. Yeah. Yeah. Pepe was the cab driver, too. Pepe! That's <laughs> funny. So, a couple oh, topics man. today. Uh, Tom, you want to start us off with number one, what we're going to discuss? Uh, yeah, I was uh, a scenario I wanted to run by was a uh, with a, a client that I was working with at... Uh, you know, talking with you know people, one of their first places to go, or you know, their mindset is, well, my my checking and savings at PNC, Chase, Key Bank, Huntington, whatever you have, you. Uh, but anyways, uh, you know, they had gone there, um, got a pre-approval, we're going over different loan options, and this is somebody with very good credit, uh, a lot of assets, and uh, the, the Chase uh, was showing her FHA loans, um, and you know the. There's a difference. We've gone over what FHA is versus conventional. Um, you know, FHA has more cost to it than conventional. Um, you're, you're typically what you're going to do is, is, by rule of thumb, is somebody with, you know, a sub 700 on most cases, um, is is going to qualify for, for most likely an FHA loan. But again, this case wasn't that. And I had heard this discussion with the realtor of what was going on with the loan and what they're getting pre-qualified for, so on and so forth, and. I couldn't stand to sit there in silence anymore and listen, knowing what I know. Uh, so I get some the the contracts start going over it all, and I'm th- still you know befuddles me to wonder why this person never even educated this borrower on why conventional might be a better option. Uh, monetary value wise, it was it was fifty three dollars cheaper a month uh, to take conventional versus FHA. On top of that, she w- didn't have the one point seven five percent. Uh, funding fee that goes on top that FHA has with every single loan. So right off the rip there, we're talking, you know, around probably $2,000 just in month number one, just by not no FHA funding fee, and then the monthly savings. Uh, and Trey made a great point last week, uh, you know, knowing, you know, seeing what people do for a living. And, you know, I don't know how many people would say, you know, I'm going to go and work this week for free. I mean, I don't think any of us would ever do that. Anybody, the listeners would never say, I'm going to go to work for free or maybe two weeks for free. Um, and, and to put this in perspective, uh, and again, I'm just continue to give trade because he, he brought this to my attention. This would have accounted for this gal to, to at least several weeks of work for, for nothing. You know, that, yeah. that's that, it, wages, but, yeah. but, you know, try to look at it in that, that manner. And it's one thing because buying a home is a lot of emotional purchases. You get so excited and a lot of things kind of, you start to lose a little bit of the, uh, well, let me look into this a little bit more because you know you can get pre-qualified and then, man, this is great. The payment makes sense. Great. Now, but now let's go into this a little bit deeper here. Now all of a sudden we're talking about thousands of dollars more that you're going to spend on a loan that you don't need to. Had I not been there for that conversation to hear this, she She would be spending several thousand dollars more than what she needs to. And somebody that has worked years to save up all this money that she has saved up. Um, You know, she is a child. It's, I mean, that would have been gone, you know, again, then that's, that's weeks of work that she would have then lost. And like I said, I go in and put that back on other people and say, no, you're going to, you work a 40 hour week. I'll tell you what, you're going to work actually 80 hours this week, but we're only going to pay you for 40. 
who's going to say yeah, who's, who's going to do, do that? that? So <clears throat> that's we always again. That's why we always suggest you. You people have got to to, to you know you can't go with the very first person. Uh, you know, and, and you got to do your research and ask questions. And there's that's the big difference between wholesale and retail is the and I mean again there's a num a small number of people, but I would say by rule of thumb. From my experience, and actions can speak louder than words, but most people I talk to have worked with a retail bank are not getting the information they need. Um, and, I, and I will say that every single person I've talked to that's worked with retail bank, within 30 minutes of talking to one of us is way more educated in that 30 minutes than they have for a week of talking to their local bank. I mean, think sure, about it. Sure, depending on who they talk to you, but yeah, well, you're right. Again, I mean, you, if it's somebody right, who's new or whoever, yeah, well, you, it just doesn't know. You were in retail <clears throat> on a monthly basis. How many loans did you have your hands in? Probably 50, 60 different loans, whereas... A broker, you might have 10 to 15. You know what I mean? So there's a big difference. You have more time to talk to yeah, your customers, yeah. more time to feel them out, more times to see, you know. They don't get exactly. paid. Yeah, they're getting paid a much smaller margin for the same loan because there's. Yeah, to deal with this person's uh, biggest uh, investment uh, they're going to make. And yeah. they're not going to take it nearly as. And, and again, yeah. I, I, you can put this all in a vacuum, but I'm, I'm, I know I would say, like, I, I, we would take more care of that person. I, I can say that without question. Uh, knowing the service that we provide yeah. to people, the way we educate people with this investment, um, you're not buying a car. And that's, and the, you know, I always tell people, we trade and I talked about it, you don't want to be looked at as a number in the system. And, well, what, what's your what's your loan number there? Let me look you up here. Like, well, no, my name is this, and you're working on my house to get to obtain financing. Uh, so, yeah. you know, that, I don't know, those things, it, it's not my money, but at the same time, watching what people have, can, can be taken advantage of and not with not with a lack of knowledge um and maybe in his defense maybe he didn't know the difference i mean i can't really speak for him well no what we talked about too what we talked about before we started recording is you know what so a lot of times at you know a larger institution so they're going to fluctuate their interest rates based upon how much loan volume they have you know if they need loans or they don't need loans so and we don't know for sure but i'd say odds are Probably on that given day or given week, they were very busy with convention. You know, they were full. Mm -hmm. So what they do, they raise their rates to slow uh, down on the conventional loans to slow down the number of loans that are coming in. And the first time, any buyer not necessarily going to know that. Uh, you know, if they're not asking around, and yeah. you know, not everybody's rate is exactly the same, and you know, nor does it need to be. But if there's a big difference there, and now they're so in that case, first of all, we can't even do that. We're not allowed to steer somebody into a program yeah. that's not beneficial for them versus another one. Well, to your point, it doesn't matter to us. I could care less whether yeah, somebody does care. FHA, yeah, and VA. Matter. We get paid the same. Yeah. yeah, it makes no difference. So all we do is make suggestions, and here's math yeah. to prove this, and here's why I'm making this particular suggestion because we want people to be in that best loan that they possibly can get qualified for. Plus, think about it. And we, you, I mean, you even touched on this, but think in our market, it's a seller's market. Yeah. Now you're trying to compete with an FHA loan in a seller's market. Oh, she wouldn't have gotten the house. No, she, you're right. You're putting there offer were, after offer after offer. It's not working. You know, they had eight yeah. offers. Yeah, yeah. 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 You're, yeah. You're, that, that's a great point. You, they, they, and, and again, no offense, but that's that, that's the way FHA is. If you got six conventional in there, and you know we have an FHA, that FHA is the first one to go by the wayside. Yeah, yeah more than likely. Yeah, it's, it's it just crazy. that's just the way that it is. You know, it's just there's some stuff with it. So those are some. That's a big, or could be a big difference for her. Yeah. And, and you go back to, okay, time and working, right? Uh, hey, Joe Realtor, I, I got to go see this home today. Okay, I got to go FHA. I'm not getting my offer. I'm not getting my offer, potentially, right? Now she's taking off work, or now she's not taking on extra clients or whatever, you know, or, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Snowballs. I don't know. She's got to keep her son in daycare a little bit longer. Like all the point of that is all those things are costing her money because she's not being put in the proper position. Yeah. To give herself at least the best opportunity, right? Now, just because she's got a conventional offer, that doesn't mean she's going to go win offer one. Yeah. But she's at least going to be. That's why I, you know, as we tell people, hey, listen, we at least put you at the top of the pile. Yeah. You don't know what the seller's thinking. Yeah. You know, and and, and you might have the highest conventional offer, you know, but who knows? Some of you throw some crazy term in there. They really want the home. You know, you know, you don't know what the seller's thinking, but at least you're in the top. At least you're not in the bottom where there's no way, you know? Yeah. And I mean, just there, I saw an article on Facebook with housing wire talking about, you know, why brokers are a better Avenue for, for home buyers. Like what that's, it's really where you need to be looking. I mean, that's, it's what we do. I mean, like Damn. we're not figuring out checking the savings and trying to, well, hey, like, we have a five-year CD here for you. Like, we're doing mortgages, and that's it. And, and that's what we specialize well, in. Well, that'll go along. Okay, so you can take that with our market, too. Prices are going up, right? More competitive market, seller's market. Our rates are lower. Yeah. You can afford more house for the same amount of money. That could make the difference between somebody getting a home and somebody not getting a home. You, and, you know what I mean? That could be in and, and, – and less I've, over less there are less overlays. Uh, oh yeah. It, when, when we say overlays, that Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, Ginny Mae say, "Hey, here's what we need." And our lenders say, "Tell you what, if Fannie Mae says that, here's what we need is that." And these banks, to protect being publicly traded companies, they have got to report to the, the their uh, investors, and they've got earnings reports. Which you, if you follow that stuff, you see that. Um, so that bottom line needs to be bigger. So they're going to take less risk on a loan and have additional things that you need to, in hurdles, if you will, to jump through uh, to satisfy to get a loan closed that with otherwise you don't rates, need to do. With the higher rates. And we'll, when we get to the deals of the day, that just remind me. Yeah. Should have thought about that earlier, but that just <laughs> light bulb went off air. So I got one. Yeah. And then t- let's talk a little bit about values and appraisals. And uh, if the appraisal comes in short, what happens? Because that's something that came up this week where, you know, there's people bidding on a house. They can bid as high as they want to bid. But guess what? If it don't appraise, they're not getting that deal. And I think that happened on one of your deals, right? Yeah, I'm just I'm experiencing it now. I mean, uh, you know, you, somebody could buy you know, a simple number, say $100,000, um, and uh, you can have a person walk in and say, well, I'm gonna, I'll put an offer in for $200,000. I mean, well, what's the point? It's, it still has to appraise. Who's going to spend an extra hundred grand on a house if it only appraises out at $100,000? So that, that I think we've actually seen some people spend about fifty. I can't believe. It. Well, right. but that's like, which is well to me is crazy. To them. maybe is. they really want the house, but it's, I know what you're saying. Certain <laughs> areas, the, the, there are one-off situations where there are people. And again, that I think that's okay. But a middle unit condo, <laughs> that's not going to happen. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's like it's not. you get a whole complex. They're all this like you know. So, there's but, not going to be that much of a difference. But yeah, that. but a realtor that that's you know he's seen these offers like oh we got one for one sixty we got one for one seventy and if that's somebody who doesn't really know what they're doing that's you know like again what's that it's worth nothing because when the appraisal comes back short now what are you going to do now you got to go back to the well, table cash and figure offer. out if it's cash yeah right. well there's a lot of ifs for yeah, sure yeah. Uh, but again that's it's. At the end of the day, you know, even even cash offers typically somebody might be getting an appraisal for their own good because you don't need an appraisal for a cash offer. You know, I, yeah. I, I've done it, so it's, you don't, and that's their own doing for appraisal. Then, and that guy with cash offer is probably way, well off and, and smarter than that. He's not going to do that. <laughs> yeah. He's buying out of cash for a reason. Well, I had one, uh, and uh, <clears throat> you might have missed this last week, but uh, uh, my guy offered four hundred two on a house, and uh, uh, the guy went all the way up to the other guy went up to four twenty six. 
There's no way that house is a prison for 426. Yeah. You know what I mean? So what, 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 the, the whole point now, of some all of them will know, though. So, yeah. so we've, well, that's we, right. we've some of the agents that we've worked with or worked with a lot will know, like, or will say, listen, it's not going to appraise. Or yeah. what they'll do is they'll protect them and say, hey, like, I've got one right now that just went to contract where, hey, buyers willing to pay X amount of dollars over appraised value if it doesn't appraise. And that's exactly so what I was that way to. there's. And that's what we did. Yeah. And that, that's why we won the offer. And we yeah. may have had the lower offer, but our verbiage was the only one of those of the seven or eight contracts that came in between the 125s and the 130s was the only one that came in and said, we're willing to pay up to $2,000 over appraisal that comes in short. So, which means that we are now guaranteeing to, that means that person's resetting that market because they are going to be the highest sale in that, in that area now because it, the house didn't appraise out because of mm-hmm. what everything else is sold for. But because of that verbiage is what helped her win that offer. That, that or if otherwise. it's close, you know, sometimes sometimes you get an appraiser who's just not going to. Yeah. Know. I mean, it I'll be honest with you, the appraisal it, it, I got you know. here, I was surprised Dean came at where it did. Uh, so, I, yeah, you're good it, there. He yeah. definitely brought it in to, to try to help support what we had. Um, because, again, we that's the other thing. And, again, I, I'm by, I am a broker, so and I've been my whole life. But I, I've and I've seen it personally that the, the appraisals are they're, they're more aggressive on our side. They, I've, I've That's actually something you talk it. about is you know some some lenders will will pitch the fact that they have their own internal appraisal man they still have to rotate the appraisers they yeah. can't just say hey we're going to give every appraisal to John or every appraisal to Joe they still have to rotate they have an internally that there that doesn't mean they can control the value you, you know what I mean like they're still it's still based on what's it, selling it's, it's in still that area. based upon what's selling out of there it. I, most of the appraisers, I, I mean, we get a pretty, we've done use the same appraisal management companies long enough to where you pretty much, it's a rotation, but you see the same yes. names all the time, right? Like you, very and you know, yes. like, okay. And there, I know there's very specific appraisers that I've actually, you know, written thank yous to like, Hey, listen, I, you know, I know you have no idea who I am because it comes through a management company or whatever, but you do a lot of my appraisals or get a lot of my orders. And I know, or I'm pretty confident at this point that if the value doesn't come in and he's doing the appraisal, it's not job. worth it. Well, it's not worth The property's not worth it. Yeah. Because I've seen so many of his appraisals and so many things of what he's done in so many, so many times now. And he put the effort in to probably try to find that, you know, because, again, there has to be yeah. something there to support. I mean, again, you can't – if everything's only selling for 100000 how could somebody – and this is exactly what caused the crash – or not exactly, but one of the main reasons that caused the crash is – well, everything's selling for a hundred, and the appraiser comes in. Well, it's worth one hundred and sixty. Well, how in the heck did you come up with that number when nothing yeah. in here has ever sold for that? You know, <laughs> and just so people can pull cash out and then next remember day, the same pictures, uh, <laughs> different address numbers. Oh, like, yeah. oh I think I've seen that house before. You're like what? <clears throat> okay. Well, they're an integral part of the, of the valuation system, aren't they? I mean, they're kind of like the front line when it comes to yeah, yeah, you know, and they're the ones that got. Unfortunately, the ones that got blasted probably the hardest, and it, uh, yeah, you know, there's yeah, and then they're the, not all the only ones to blame. You know, yeah. I mean, there's a lot. It was the all same kind of a full too, circle. It was they were threatened. I mean, we, I mean, you, we've seen it. Oh, like, I've hey, if, if you don't come in with this, then you're not getting any more orders from my office. I mean, then yeah. what's an appraiser's like? Well, now I, I'm going to starve. <laughs> yeah, so, or I'm not you know, getting. Out. They're I'm not paying you. Forced to do things and twist your arm, and everybody can sit from this side of the table and say, "Well, that's still bad." But put yourself in that shoes for a second and say, "Tell you what, if you don't do this, you're 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 not eating." Uh, you know, it's, and that, yeah. that's how the industry was back then, which is exactly why we have management companies today. And that's what a lot of yeah. people don't understand is, well, maybe you manipulate. No, we can't. We can. We're not talking to appraisers. We're not allowed. 
it's ordered through a management company and they find that appraiser to, to come in with yeah. their non-biased opinion of what that data shows and what that house is worth based on condition, you know, and it's not ran down. What is everything else selling for? So, you know, again, yeah. if it comes in, but again, at the same time on our side, I really feel like they, they take a little extra steps to find those values. To, and if it's there, it's there. Well, if there's it's not, not the overlay. It's, it's the same thing. There's not overlay. The bank's not coming back and saying, well, I, well we need comps within this range and within yeah. this time frame. You, you know what I mean? And then, and then they can't find it. And so what is there, you know, maybe it's a smaller home. So, of course, it's not going to adjust up as much, right? You know what I mean? It's just not It's not going to be worth Mm-hmm. So it's going to come in low. I mean, it, it, and again, it happens. I, this particular one, it albeit it did come in short, but it still came in higher than what the original asking price was. And my comps were from 2018. So because yeah. he, he it, but that was allowable. I mean, that that's well, what that's helped the support, the, yeah. support the value. So, I mean, it still came in over what the original asking was. But, you know, we had to put the offer in where we did just to stay competitive because everybody else was throwing out crazy numbers out there that we knew were never going to hit. So, you know, the people still sold their house and still made $4,000 more than what they actually asked for. So, you know, it's – but, you know, it gets back to the point where, you know, some people just start getting up in arms and they don't understand how the process works. And that's when it becomes an issue. Like, it, yeah. you know, like – what are you telling an appraiser to overappraise this house when it's not there? Like that's not right. Like how you? It's the same thing as underappraising it. You don't want to. You don't want yeah. an under. You don't want a low appraisal, right? That's not fair. Yeah. Well, neither is an over an appraisal because it's. Not but if it doesn't situate their needs, yeah. then now it is a problem. So, yeah. and that's that gets all the way back to again people not understanding the entire scope of the industry that they're working within, and that is where I have a problem personally. Uh, and, and the half of them don't care. That that's that's what really frustrates me too. <laughs> Yep. But again, I get a little heated on now, some of these things. If you're a builder, sometimes. you're always getting the value, right? Yeah. <laughs> Not That's to go back to that discussion from, I think, episode two, maybe. Something crazy. Right? <clears throat> oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> you I know? Remember that. Yep. Yep. So. All right. Moving on, right? What we got next? Do, oh, I wanted to do, do your that uh, was that deal? you were talking about your FHA deal that was good news to me. Oh yeah, and this oh yeah, is, uh, yeah. So I guess you got two. I got two. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I bought those jackets. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> two deals of the day. Uh, so I've got a purchase right now. Uh, FHA primary residence, of course, uh, non-occupant co-borrowers. It's their dad. So I get everything in, and actually another broker had referred it to me, broker in Michigan, not licensed in Ohio, said, hey, I need you to take care of it. Of course, we can refer, we're can we not licensed in Michigan, so we can refer things back to him. You know, it's nice. We have those connections. We've got people pretty much in any state. So if we have yeah. listeners that Networking. have a family member or somebody like that in a different state, we can't help you directly, but we can put you in contact with a broker that's exactly like us that's going to give you the same service and, you know, the same rates and everything like that that will help you out. You know, you don't get compensated for that, but it's just, Hey, we're going to help you out. Yeah. We're going to get you in contact with somebody that can. Uh, anyway, so the purchase home here, Northwest Ohio. Uh, they live here in Ohio. This is primary residence. Dad's not going to be the non-occupant co-borrower. He has an FHA loan right now as his primary residence in Michigan. So, and I'm looking everything over and I see it and I'm like, Oh man, we can't even do this deal. This guy's right. You can't have two FHA loans. So I call FHA up and I asked them and I said, Hey, you know, I'm not sure what the situation is. I don't I don't think I can do this. You know, what what's the guideline here? So if you're a non-occupant co-borrower right now, or I'm sorry, if you have a primary residence right now that you have an FHA loan on, 
you can be a non-occupant co-borrower for somebody else's primary residence, essentially you having two FHA loans or vice versa with that. Uh, if you are a non-occupant co-borrower right now and you, you know, you're renting or whatever, you can go buy a primary residence and you can do an FHA loan. So I didn't know that. I thought that was pretty cool. So I called. Now I went back to lenders and said, hey, I just want to make sure you don't have an additional guideline or overlay, you know, here on this. I said, nope, that's FHA. I'll take it when you do it. And I already have the FHA case number assigned for that. So that's pretty cool. Clearly, you have to have the ratio to work both, though, right? Yeah, they have to, yeah, yeah, it makes, yeah. yeah, it makes runs approved eligible. They have the ratio to work both. But, I mean, that's, you know, we, we're learning new stuff all the time. You know, we don't know everything, but. We have the uh, the resources and the ability to find stuff out and ask. Uh, you know, we're 15 years in. I didn't know that. Right. And I didn't think I could do it. I was like, oh, remember I came to you guys' office. I'm like, man, I can't even do this. Didn't this sound like, it didn't sound like something <laughs> yeah. that you could do. Yeah. I'm like, oh, man. Like, I had this thing all ready to go. And I finally, you know, get all their docs and everything. And I pulled it. I'm like, man, this guy's got an FHA loan already. Uh, but you can do that. So that's pretty cool. That's nice. Um, my other deal today actually is a refi. So, and this kind of goes back to a retail lender having higher interest rates on government loans. Yeah. So he purchased actually less than six months ago. Um, and part of the deal with the refi is, of course, rates have come down since he yeah. purchased. So they are eligible for a VA loan. Uh, he's self-employed, can't show his income, so we can only show his wife's income on the loan. She's the veteran. Uh, she's exempt from the funding fee, so there's no funding fee, right? <laughs> That's nice. Now, they, they did put 20% down. So it's with, even reduced with, even with, with, was, with good credit. So they said, Hey, you can't qualify for a VA loan with us. It doesn't run approved. You know, it doesn't run approved eligible. You have to go conventional. Okay. Not the end of the world. You know what I mean? And maybe it, you know, probably didn't cause their rates were higher. Still putting 20% down, got a conventional loan, but rates were higher at the time. Well, now the rates are lower, you know, he uh, actually another referral from a broker out of actually a broker from Maryland said, Hey, you know, can you help my friends? They live there in, in Columbus and, you know, actually Delaware, but uh, need some help. So we look at it. And now I had to go read because the, the FHA changed or VA changed all the refinance guidelines. So it's yeah. a type, I think it's a type two cash out. He's not taking any money out, but he can't, can't raise his loan amount over what he originally borrowed. But now, because our guidelines are less restrictive, you know, the, the debt to income ratio is higher, but it still runs approved eligible and they still meet the residual income guideline. So now he can get he, he's taking his interest rate down almost three quarters of a percent, <laughs> and because it's VA, I don't we don't have an underwriting fee on the loan with them. There's no funding fee, so he's got the appraisal and the title fees. So is there MI on that? No. So yes, there's no oh, MI. Well, he's right. they were under eighty percent right. oh, anyways, but <clears throat> so he's gonna they got to set up a new escrow account, but he's gonna get escrow money back, you know, pretty much a wash or whatever. Um, I said, well, you know, if you do this, now's the time to do it. Your skip payment, essentially, yeah. in their case, pretty much pays for the title fees. Yeah. So when it's all said and done, cost you four or $500 probably out of pocket, $525 for the appraisal out of pocket. Uh, and your interest rate goes down 0.75%. Yeah, so you recoup <laughs> and, that in what, probably uh, I mean, Almost immediately. Yeah, yeah almost immediately. So that just goes to show where that's that's a situation where – our government rates being lower, he didn't he didn't qualify it. They are they didn't qualify at the other lender with the VA they, because the, maybe they, because of their overlays and or because their rates are a lot higher. Yeah. So it pushed the debt to income ratio too high to qualify. Now in that particular case, not like I said, not the end of the world because sure. they're doing a conventional twenty percent down. But now 
he has the opportunity to make his payment even lower than what it was. Plus, you know, not a huge deal, but I, and we don't know what rates are going to do, but what if rates somehow t- took a big dive again? He can do a VA Earl. Right. You know, he could refinance again uh, and get his payment even lower. I mean, that'd be a pretty big drop. I, who knows, right? I mean, you don't know. Well, you don't. Yeah, you, you don't. I mean, we, at one time we had rates in the mid to low threes on government. That's yeah. not to say it can't get back there again. So, yeah. but, but to your point is now he, when that does happen again, the opportunity is there for him to, hey, just let's go ahead and just go ahead and lower that interest rate because you don't do income. You It's a mortgage-only yeah. credit. Um, there's no appraisal. It is, it's seriously the easiest loan to get done. Uh, yeah. I just closed one. Uh, two weeks ago, and there was really nothing to do on it except sign papers and send it in. Yeah, sign and wait. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, government's going to make you wait this many days. You got to wait yeah. this many and days. We, and, and we do the due diligence. We get the certificate of eligibility, so we work with the VA portal to get. And again, back to us trying to keep life simple and people who have forty-hour week jobs uh, to not just pass everything off on you to take care of. So that's what yep. that, that's what we do. Help you get that information. But even back to the rates, when our rates are a little bit lower, even on these jump, you know, the jumbo loans, you might be able to buy a four hundred thousand dollar house at a Chase or a PNC. But if you come with us, you might be able to go to five hundred. You know, people don't realize that until they call yeah. and make. You know, well, that's even a bigger choice. To your point, that's a bigger discrepancy either because we we can do high balance rates that would be considered jumbo anywhere else with local banks here. Exactly. That's and that's that's about. a big difference. Retail, You're talking. Yeah. A lot of money difference in payment there when you're talking about a five six hundred thousand dollar house that right th- yeah I mean that's hundreds of dollars less a month here it could take you to what I, I well we talked about a couple weeks ago but I had that they were looking at, at one of the doctor's loans at nationwide high balance was was better pricing it, right. so they got yeah. a better deal lower rate you know and it's a conventional loan so boom got the offer right away of course that was in UA so you know it was a it's a tight market, you know. It's a it's kind of different level of clientele. So it's, I mean, just those advantages with things being lower. It just it can not everybody, but it can open up the doors, you know, to make things easier for somebody or less credit restrictions, you know, stuff like that. You know, there might be some things that we can get somebody into a home where, especially some, you know, if you look at at the lower tier credit scores for FHA, VA, and USDA, you know, maybe they're getting uh, seller pay closing costs. Maybe they're doing a down payment assistance program. You know, they're already tied on funds anyways. Now you're going to throw a $1,500 underwriting fee on there? You know, yeah. Or a retail bank? You know, when we may not have one at all, or maybe it's five, $800. You know, that, I mean, that literally, to that, it goes back to the work. I mean, that could be a week of work for that person. Sure. Yeah. Uh, a difference in that money or getting or not getting that property because the seller may not give them that money. So, I, you know, those things do matter. Absolutely. So, yeah, moral of the story, if you are looking to buy a home, you need to contact a broker. Uh, preferably give us a call. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but at the same time, you know, do your due diligence, ask your questions, know what you're getting, know the difference between FHA and conventional and why why you would want to go one way or the other, not just – well, this rate says that, and that rate says that. Well, there's way more to it. And I, how many times have I said this on these shows? There's way more to this than here's a 30-year fixed rate mortgage for you. Let's start getting paperwork done. You need to yeah. understand this asset. Where's the money going? Uh, because, again, when you're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars, um, you know, it, in, in 10 years, if that thing could be paid down to $90,000 or $70,000, I'm quite certain everybody would want to take the $70,000 balance versus the $90,000 balance in that same time frame. 
Oh yeah. Uh, with the same payment, you know, it's just there's ways to move that asset around. Um, and again, but you got to know. I'll take the, right the higher price. balance, sir. <laughs> Tom drives three <laughs> miles to buy the more expensive gas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. That's the comparison he uses. Yeah. If you're, you go to the next block so you can save money for gas, well, yeah, you do, right? Yeah, and that's. I mean, even uh, down the street, two cents uh, a gallon, three cents a gallon. And people I mean, will drive talking the not even the dollar, <laughs> right? Yeah. And, and they'll brag about getting that right. cheap. I just found gas for two twenty. Like it's two twenty five right next door to you. Like, yeah. like you just wasted that five cents a gallon drive, but I got it for two twenty. But here we are offering chances to save thousands of dollars right. with a phone call. You don't even drive anywhere. Right. It's you know it's yeah. uh, again just you know you, you don't know what you don't know, and that's again. <laughs> You have a job, and we have a job, and that's what our job is here is to help educate people on this asset that they're purchasing um, and the different avenues that, that and options that you have. And then you can decide when you look at that math what avenues well, best. Well, you can double-check with us too, right? You know what I mean? We can tell you, hey, you know, it's – Yeah, in some cases hey, – you, some cases you're getting – I'm like, well, like the one happened. that we talked about where, unfortunately, we can't do it because of the, the zoning, you know, and by the grace of God – the local community bank has a really good portfolio loan, but I actually called him and got all the terms, got the fees and everything and said, Hey, look, you know, this is a good deal. You know, if you really want this home, this is the way you're going to have to do it. We're not going to be able to eat. Well, you can't get a conventional loan period. So, but we have, we offer portfolio and you could have done the same thing, but back to it's not all the time. Are we the the, the best more times than not? We are. I would, but correct. Yeah. But in that particular case, that was like kind of a local unique thing, uh, in Eastern Ohio in a little area where it is what it is, you know, it was a better deal for them by far than what we could get to them. I said, look, you know, here, if you want the home, this is, you know, I'd love to help you, but this is really what you need to do. You know, and they, they just got married yesterday. They're going on their honeymoon. You know, now they got to wait to close, but, uh, credibility is worth more than any loan. Yeah. I mean, and and if, and again, if, we are bold enough to say, "Hey, there's a better deal." That and somebody sh- shows us, "Hey, here's what they're offering." It's something we can't beat. We will tell you that, that that's a great deal. Yeah. And I've even told people, like, as you're going along with this, if, to make sure they deliver on this, call me. I'll help give you questions. I mean, yeah. that's I again, make our sure ultimate goal is to make sure you're getting a good deal. Again, if, if that's not with us or somebody else, we I I still help. I do. And it's I usually mean, it's rare that it's not with us. But again, you know, nobody's there's not one lender that that does everything that's the greatest all yeah. the time. You know, and, and whatever. But which you know, we we do try and be in in a majority of the time. Yeah. You know, we're there. So, but I mean, that's a situation where you know we're we're still able to help out. Yeah. So. Cool. All right. Well, anything think, else today, boys? Well, you know, go jackets. That's gonna be <laughs> yeah, big night. Gonna Columbus. be crazy. It's gonna be awesome. Right. If you're going downtown, really don't drink too much and have a good time. You know, right? the, there is <laughs> on the news. There's one guy that lives in those arena crossings. He's got a Bruins flag hanging right above our bar, is right it Dave down Ernest? the street. Is it Dave <laughs> Ernest? No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dave's don't live there. Maybe a little nicer than that. Uh, yeah, it's kind of funny they had it on the news. So there's one guy, and they couldn't figure out who it was, but it's kind of funny. So there's one – or one I don't know if it's guy. There's one person, I should say. Right. One person that has a Boston Bruins flag hanging in the alley right above our bar. It's kind of funny. Wow. Right down the street from our bar. So, but, good times. Good times. Yeah. Just, big like game, that, man. It's like that one house that you drive past on your way to the Ohio State game. It's got a Michigan flag up front, and you're like – Got to be that guy. You mean you don't guy. stop and burn it? <laughs> <laughs> Rip it out of the ground. Right. No, we don't do that type of stuff. <laughs> Anyways. All right. Well, we appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, if you've got any questions, pound Ash Stratton. Um, 
Yeah. We'll, uh, Check our Facebook page out. Uh, yeah, like us on Facebook. Follow us on uh, – you can find us on LinkedIn, Facebook business page. You know, we do put some stuff up on there. Um, you know, follow us. We can definitely help you out. Cool. Have a great day. Awesome. Thank you.